0: Hey podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy and let us know what you think. Good morning. That was a little throwback to the with one voice service of the word. Thanks for letting me dust that off today. If you only knew... You had just a few hours to live. What would you choose as your last supper? Spaghetti. Onion straws. Onion straws from Five and Eight. Yeah. Spaghetti. Spaghetti? Did somebody say chocolate? Yeah, I thought I thought I heard chocolate. Anything else? Lobster. Pizza. Lobster. Oh. Ice cream. Ice cream? Fried rib? What? Prime rib. rib. It's like fried ribs? Is that like a thing? Anyone else? Pizza. Pizza! It has to be a specific kind, though, right? We don't need to advertise for any companies, but you know, it has to be whatever your favorite pizza is, right? pepperoni, mushrooms, anchovies, green peppers, olives. No, 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 okay. (laughs) Well, we all have our favorite foods. We have our favorite restaurants, probably our favorite desserts, all those things, go-to things. So as I was thinking about this gospel lesson today, I was thinking about my very first big trip that I took with my classmates uh, while I was at Luther Seminary. I got to go to Palestine, so I got to go to Israel, for basically a month, and it was amazing. It was like 30 years ago, and there are still things about that trip that I think about. I envision, as as we read the scriptures, they do open up to me in different ways, because I've been to the places that are called upon in the scriptures. But really, up until then, I... This is, this is no, nothing against my family origin, but we, I kind of grew up on beige food. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just kind of, it was pretty standard food. Tater tot, hot dish, liver and onions. I remember that, that texture of grit. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, not, a lot of different ethnic foods. The, the furthest we got really, I think, felt like, I'm talking about pizza, Chef Boyardee out of the, yes. yeah. And you'd, you'd smear that crust every Sunday night, uh, along the bottom of a, of a stainless steel pan and pour out the little can that came with it and then hamburgers and canned mushrooms. I know, right? So then I went to Palestine. <laughs> And I remember the first time, the, the morning of being in the hotel, and the, you have the, the morning buffet. Now, if you go to a morning buffet around here, what are you going to eat? Eggs. Eggs, bacon, muffins, waffles, you know, all that kind of stuff. So imagine my surprise when I got down to the buffet, not to be confused with Phoebe. Phoebe. That's totally different. There was vegetables, there was yogurt, olives, cheese, salad, pitas, and other sort of like wheat biscuits or something. And lots and lots of different cheeses. So that took a little bit of getting used to because, what? No cholesterol. Weird. <laughs> uh-huh. But I loved it. It tasted great, and that became kind of a pattern for me as I learned how to eat breakfast differently when I returned. But one day, we're walking through the Jewish quarter of Jerusalem, and any of these things, by the way, you can just do the Google machine, and, and pictures will show up of like the Jewish quarter, Jerusalem. And a group of friends of mine and I were walking walking down this street. We had had a free day to just sort of bum around and look at different things, which was really weird, by the way. When you're walking around in Jerusalem and somebody walks by you wearing a M16 on their back and they're plain clothes, totally different culture, really made me stressed out the whole time I was there to be around so many guns, and then to be shoved into different shops when there was danger on the street or when there was a bomb threat, which happened several times when we were there. But anyway, we're walking around the street. We've been acclimated a little bit. And all of a sudden, like, my whole group was just like, hmm, like, what's that? And it was, uh, we found this little window that all it was was like a serving window, And there was was a woman behind there, and she was just slapping fresh pitas on the windowsill. And so we took out a couple of shekels, literally shekels. We didn't haggle. We just shared shekels, and they gave us pitas. And they were the most magnificent food I've ever tasted, the bread. In the breaking of the bread, my eyes were open. It was soft. It was I can still smell it. It just had that that fresh, fresh bread. Now, do any of you have a memory like that? Where you smell something, or you taste something, or you hear something, and then you're all of a sudden like teleported back in time, and you're right there in that moment once again? I do. A day or so later, we had a meal at a Palestinian restaurant. Now, again, beige food. Pitas are fine. I'm used to eating a tomato now for breakfast. they have really kind of broadened my horizons. And then I sit down, and I taste tabbouleh. And then I, I, I see a, a strange beige dish right in front of me, and people are taking their pita bread. They're just scraping. and, and Hummus. I really love hummus. I could eat hummus every day, honestly. Garlic sauce? Like, just hook up an IV for me when I'm on my deathbed and just put the garlic sauce right here. I'll be fine. Uh, Lots of mint infused in this Mediterranean, Middle Eastern... Uh, And then this, this incredible tea that had just a touch of, of like mint, but then there was some sort of effervescence of a flower. Probably elderberry or something. It was just lovely. And again, my eyes were opened. Uh, wow, there's like a whole nother world out here. New flavors. Green olives, Calmada olives, and they had so much flavor, I could hardly contain my excitement. All that being said, when I have lost someone that I have loved deeply, I have no appetite. Is this true for any of you? I think we all can relate to that, because my guess is we've all felt that deep emptiness in the pit of our bellies when a loss occurs in our lives. And I'm talking any kind of loss. I think that all counseling is actually grief counseling. It's a loss of a a job, a loss of a location, a loss of a, a friend, a loss of fill in the blank here. I also, to be completely frank with you, lose my appetite when I hear about any sort of gun violence. Which is to say, I've been losing my appetite a lot lately. And this is something that has been on my mind for quite some time, but especially over the last month. We all need to end gun violence. Call your politician, let's have a unified voice to stop the chaos and exchange weapons for mental health opportunities. Amen? Amen. Yes. Yes. This message has been brought to you by me. But I think Jesus would agree. Back to the text. Two disciples walking the road to Emmaus, and it was very likely that they were not singing, Kyrie Son, on a road and on our way. I just don't think they were probably doing that. They were mired in grief. And they're mired in confusion. They were discussing recent events. When did you get this in the text? Jesus came near, it says in the scripture. Jesus came near and went with them. And what was it that Jesus said over and over and over and over again? Throughout the gospels, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Oh, and by the way, the kingdom of heaven is he- here. Um, here. And then the <laughs> disciples started sharing what they knew. But in the scripture, you're wondering, like, why didn't they recognize him? It was, it was reminding me of what Erica said when she was talking about Mary and Rabone when the resurrection occurred. Mary. Do you know where they put him? Mary! Oh, Jesus! (laughs) Got it. Their eyes were occluded. And it was from God. They were not allowed to see him. And that's when it gets really interesting. Because they turn on Jesus on the road to Emmaus and goes, Do you not know? Have you not heard? What, have you been living under a rock? Oh, just behind a rock. But I don't recognize that yet (laughs) because... I can't see you, so let us tell you what happened. And then they told him, and then Jesus told them, starting all the way back from Moses, and then unwound all the prophets, and then how the Messiah suffered and entered into glory And I bet they're pretty flabbergasted at this guy that's walking alongside him that actually knows more about what happened, really, than they were just telling him. And they say, don't go, don't go. Just eat with us. Stay with us, Lord Jesus, stay with us. Stay with us, for it is evening. That idea of just like, I, I want to abide with you. And what does he do? He takes the bread. He blessed the bread, he broke the bread, and he gave it to them, and their eyes were opened. And then Jesus disappears. Our hearts burn within us while you open to us the scriptures. Word of life, Jesus Christ, all glory to you. Word of life, Jesus Christ, all praise to you. We sing it again and again. Because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So saints and siblings, the question that I have for you today isn't trite. It's not, what's your favorite meal? It's more, um, what are the scales that need to fall off of your eyes so that you too might see the glory of God? What are the advocacy things that you can be doing to make this world a better place? Can you open your eyes and see the gift of new life that you've already been given? Not just in the breaking of the bread that we'll experience, but also through really harnessing the gift of the power of the resurrection. This is that feeling of you cannot help but. It's the imputation of the Holy Spirit. You are driven to care for, to nurture for the other Is there a place in your heart that can can just crack open a little bit to let the love and the light of Christ break in and transform you to repent, to turn a different direction, and advocate for your neighbor, especially those that don't have any voice? Because we're called to share this good news. And quite frankly, one of my favorite lines in all of the liturgy is, It is our duty and delight. We hold this balance, the cannot help but, and the joy that comes with helping others. Yes, do so in word, for sure. Words are good, but do also in deed. Show up to good, be kind, open your eyes, open your mind, open your heart, open your entire being. Are your hearts not burning within you while we open to us the scriptures? Word of life, word of God, we say Sunday after Sunday. And for this good news, we can all say, thanks be to God. Amen.